One thing that's coming up as part of the United Way's way of giving back to the community is Celebrity Sing. Celebrity Sing welcomes uh, – let me rephrase that. Celebrity Sing, welcome to the 80s. I don't even – I was listening to 80s on 8 the other night, and I'm like, dang, man. People look at the 80s like I would look at like the 50s. I know. I was in high school. Yeah. Well, anymore, the 90s is kind of getting that way. Yeah. It's like, ah, welcome to the sock hop. That's how people kind of look at <laughs> the 80s now. But October 28th at NCED Hotel, doors open at 6.30. Celebrity Sing is bringing back the 80s. You can learn more at unitedawaynorman.org. Speaking of things appearing ancient. Go ahead. Not holding uh, the same weight as perhaps they once did. So I did download Pluto last night. Oh, Pluto TV, if you don't know. Right up there with Tubi for trash TV. And it was downloaded for the sole purpose of revisiting American Gladiators, which, you know, I I don't know. I saw some, like, promotional tweet the other day and led me down this rabbit hole to, well, it'd be fun to watch an episode, right? Right. No big deal. Mindless television, okay? Should I dump my girlfriend for thinking it was the dumbest piece of television she's what? ever seen? What? Like, is that not insanity? Do you know what I dig about Did not Pluto? dig it at all. It's kind of funny. We have all these fun toys now where, like, for instance, you don't ever have to watch a commercial on TV, ever. You can start recording a show, kind of go do few things you need to get yourself. We always call it a little buffer. Go and get your buffer going. You never have to watch a commercial. On Hulu, you can buy your way out of right. commercials. But I got to be honest with you. There's something about Pluto TV where there's still commercials that, you know, it kind of relives my childhood of a commercial coming on and be like, oh, I, I got like two minutes to go pee here real quick. Yeah, can't, go, go, go. Can't pause anything. So your girl wasn't down with American Gladiators, She just doesn't get it. She's like, oh, so it's like a sports broadcast? I mean, uh, no, it's not, but kind of is. (laughs) She's like, I can see why you like it. That narrator treats it like it's a sports game. Was it Mike Adamley? Because there's so many different eras of it, right? We we just watched the very, very first episode, like 10 minutes of it. And that was that. It's also kind of cool on Pluto because they have a channel. They call it Live TV. That's just constantly showing episodes of it. Or you can go in like their archives. Look at me. I should, Pluto TV should call me and have me promote. Yeah, we we really like to be in Pluto. I don't know how we're not, I don't know, endorsed by these companies. Do you think Tubi would appreciate the way that I, I promote them? Do you like trash TV at its worst? Then you'll well, love Tubi. I mean, do you like horrible movies that you never, ever want to watch? Well, let me introduce you to Tubi TV. Uh, I actually think it'd be a good marketing campaign if they would let us well, head this thing up. Uh, you know what? You know when it shines, Josh, because I'm not a scary movie. Well, I'm not allowed to be a scary. I like scary movies, but I'm not a, allowed to watch them anymore because no one in my house, uh, no one else in my house does. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the, the lone wolf. I'm the lone, and I sure as heck aren't going to watch them by myself. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? But. They just have the worst trash, like, scary horror movies you've ever seen in your life. You thought Texas Chainsaw Massacre was bad. Well, welcome to Massachusetts Machete Man. It's like, <laughs> this was a whoa. Movie. All right. Well, let's see what you got, Massachusetts. The other thing I did for uh, watch for the first time last night was The Shining. Speaking of scary movies. 
Your girl was fine with the Shining? I know. It kind of it's interesting dichotomy there. I was going to say. You know what? I haven't seen The Shining in so long that there's things people say from the movie, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's from The Shining. It's, and don't they on the Howard Stern show, like Fred always plays that drop of red rum? Red rum. Yeah, yeah. It's because they claim it sounds like Eric the actor. <laughs> right. I, I never knew what that was from until last night. Red rum, red rum. <laughs> That's pretty well done. I am. Uh, I, I guess I'm gonna have to watch that tonight. You know, I. You know what I'm doing tonight, though. Quick note: Battle series. Now it's gonna be a little bit cooler. It's gonna be hoodie and gloves weather. Uh, maybe, maybe even a, a winter jacket with the way things are looking. Which, by the way, you get all this stuff out. You crank your heater on, and it's gonna be 87 on Thursday. <laughs> so I mean. Indeed. Welcome to my allergies being a nightmare. But I'm going out for the Battle Series tonight, and uh, it's been really fun. I've got – it's a completely different statistical world for me, which I'm I'm here for, but it's also uh, – there is so much that's back. This is not going to make any sense, but just hang with me, softball fans, for two seconds. Then we're getting back to some college football. There is so much that is back, but there is so much that is new. It's a wild balance, right? And it's kind of taken me two games, but I think I've, you know, they wear numbers on their jerseys, so that makes it easier. But, you know, you, you've got Grace Lyons back at short. You got Tiari Jennings back at second. You got Jada Coleman back at center. You got Kinsey Hansen back behind the plate. Riley Boone is back. Grace Green's back. Nicole May is back, but then you pause, you're like, uh, Jordy Ball is back, obviously, but then you're like, Alina Torres is here, Sidney Sanders is here, Alex Duraco is here, um, all of the freshmen look really good, right? Um, it's just wild, man. It's why Haley Lee. So, literally, I named, what, like seven starters for the Sooners that are back, but then, you know, there's five, six, seven people coming in, and you're like, I think they're going to start. I think they're going to start. Someone asked a softball question with the departure of Sid Fale and the coach who joined the Longhorns. Who are the new members of Coach Gasso's staff? Would love to know who they are and their background. I know Hope is one of them. You know, actually, there's a couple of dudes that have joined him this year, and I haven't met him yet. I don't know if if it's just if that's my bad or if they're like, I can't stand radio guys, so they're ignoring me. But – um, and Coach Z, who moved on to Texas, they've I, I don't know much about the dude that they brought in yet. But Hope Troutwine is is here. She is a grad assistant. Hannah Sparks has come back. She's a grad assistant. And there is um it's a girl that played for Wisconsin that is part of their grad assistant slash volunteer assistant staff. So like I said, we haven't updated the website yet. I'll I'll try to get that for you during the battle series tonight. But Sid and Foley, Sid's off at Duke, Foley's at North Carolina. Who else was here last year that's gone? Shannon Sales, like what, at UCF? I think Shannon needs to work on making sure people know when she's leaving for another job. But Shannon's at UCF. But, yeah, I think that's about it. And it's and Coach Z obviously is is down at Texas. She got Coach Z left a full-time coaching job to come to Norman to learn and now she's got a full-time assistance job. So that's that's pretty awesome. But get out there tonight. It should be fun. 
Are you going to come? You should come next week for the championship game of the Battle Series. I'd love to. Is it on a Wednesday night? It is on a Wednesday night. See, that's challenging Uh-oh. for me because Wednesday nights is when I do the high school coaches shows every week. Ah, so, for example, it. tonight I've got the Norman High Cheer show at 7. I saw Danny. Make I saw Danny this weekend. Danny H? I saw Danny H this weekend. Make Danny Anderson come do it for you. <laughs> Say, Danny, I got to go to the Battle Series. But maybe I should. I keep saying Coach Z, Kristen Zaleski. He probably would, too. No, he would. He'd be all over it. I guarantee it. All right, um, 10-11 on the Plank Show. This is United Way Day here on The Ref. Thanks to David and Jenny Goodspeed. How about, dude, my heart just broke hearing Jenny's story. But knowing all the services that the United Way provides, that's that's pretty incredible. UnitedWayNorman.org. And I forgot my reading glasses at home. I never thought I'd be this old. Uh, Wendy Swatek. Am I am I right on the, on the sounds program? right to me? Okay, and Darren are going to join us later on in the program. Let's let's hit a couple Air Comfort Solutions texts here because they've been good, and you guys kind of got shortchanged a little bit last segment because we wanted to make sure to get our our guest in. But in, in that question was off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, so you know why not just keep rolling with it from the nine one eight. I just want OU to run the Big 12 for these last seasons just so when we are gone, we can still be like you only win the Big 12 because OU left it. Isn't that like a an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend mindset? You want them to, to date or be around someone much less attractive than you and successful than you? <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you definitely don't say, want them upgrading. I was listening, speaking of the Big Twelve. I was listening to the Andrew Marshan and John Orian podcast. I guess I could play this Sports here. Business Journal. They is that right? Correct. They said they think the Big Twelve deal is going to be around four hundred million a season, which isn't too bad. So right? what? it would double their current deal, but it was going to increase anyway, right? But you know what? Let let me not speak out of my backside. Let me after the break, Josh will play it. How's That's that? That's like thirty three point three per team. mil, right? Per team, and it was at twenty mil, so it is an increase of thirteen mil. Plus, per they team. probably get their third tier rights, right? Which are already with ESPN Plus, and I don't know what that deal looks like. So, or is that cooked into that? I I don't know. Great question. Great question. I don't know, but apparently, what they're shooting for, they're gonna get. But it's not that same jump that you would have had if you're negotiating with both Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. What, what do you think the – you know, toss these new members aside. If it was just the way it's been and Oklahoma and Texas stuck around, that $33 million figure is what, 45 To 50 Yeah. Maybe, maybe higher. Maybe higher, right? I mean, I still there, – there's a part of me, and I'm I'm glad – Sixty million is that way too ambitious? What what is the number in the SEC? Isn't it like over a hundred million per school? It's going to right. end up that way. I don't know that it starts that way, but it will end up that way. Yeah, I I think sixty might have been a little bit ambitious. Fifty five. Fifty five. Yeah, probably. So you're looking at, you know, a, a fifteen mil per team difference. So you just let let's just keep it in the in the ten team Big Twelve. You're Bob Bowlesby was about right, is kind of what it boils down to, right? What did he say again? He said you're probably going to take about a 50% haircut. So if you're looking at 400, 
And and by the way, you know, four hundred mil total, not bad, right? Not near what the Big Ten or the SEC is going to get, and st- still substantially above any of the Group of Five hey, conferences. It, it, uh, the SEC or the ACC right now is like at what two twenty or something like that. You're right, and still substantially above that. And your mark, his comment the other day was he thinks that he thinks they're going to get this thing done before the negotiation windows close. Okay, right? so. Ugh. Let's pause this because I'm starting to nerd out right now. Let's do it next segment. I'll play the cut. Because there is this part of, all right, well, do you just go ahead and ink this deal because it's ESPN and Fox and say, yeah, let's get it done because you worry about the potential of, you know, schools leaving the the Big 12 or schools, you know, finding a better fit somewhere. That's still a concern, right? Well, and. So do you get it done or do you wait to see what an Amazon Prime or someone might have for you? Is there any way to keep that option open i mean surely you could you could do that right to where you rework a deal and add in amazon if they wanted to jump in by the way i just looked at these numbers and i forgot how terrible the acc deal was oh it's so bad i mean they're locked in through what 35 36 2036 how did how did they agree they wanted a network they wanted a network yeah who uh who was the commission that made that happen He's not there now. No, that's what I that's what I thought. Oh gosh, I'm spacing on his name. I mean, that was such an oversight. Samsonite. Um it's seventeen million dollars per team. Oh my goodness. Two hundred and forty mil annually. Oh unbelievable. To not allow yourself to renegotiate was such a gross error. Uh, so l- l- I'll nerd out on that next. Because I again I, I could really get carried away. See, I, I still think because of the reports we've seen from Dennis Dodd and others that Fox basically was pressuring ESPN to not let Oklahoma and Texas negotiate or buy out early that if and when you've got financial futures secured and Fox feels like to some degree they've been made whole based on what the projected future of the Big 12 can look like, maybe there's still some wiggle room for that final year for Oklahoma and Texas to to get out early and get to the SEC. I'm still not totally sold on this your mark thing. Oh, you're not? No, oh, I'm I like not. It. I, I like think it. that they're definitely playing in the Big 12 next season. Right. But I still feel like that final year, it just makes sense from a business perspective for ESPN to have OU and Texas in the SEC in that first year of the TV deal. So I'll believe it when I see it that they're playing that final year in the Big 12. Oh, I like skeptical Josh. This fires me up. And again, if you're just tuning in, um, and I, I think didn't the, didn't this break yesterday afternoon? I'll have to ask Tyler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the guys in the rush had a chance to talk about it, but Brett Yormark said yesterday that 2025 is going to be the year when they leave. Quote: They're going to be here through 25. They've committed themselves in advance of me getting here, and they've reiterated that commitment. So they'll be here through the duration. And my relationship with both Texas and Oklahoma is very, very strong. They're full members, and we're looking forward to working with them. By the way, cool approach. I, I don't know if I would be that. I don't know if I would be that calm. This is why the Big Twelve needed a new commissioner. There's, then you can say that without being negative towards Bob Bulls. Correct. He got burned. Right, and I'm not just standing up for I'm not standing up for old Bill, but he, Bob Bowlesby got burned, and yet he was still fighting for what 
the expanded playoffs. And to some degree, the human nature of it, it can cloud your judgment, right? Moving forward on some some key decisions for the league right. or the way you approach that relationship, the working relationship with Oklahoma and Texas. You needed somebody with a fresh mindset, clean slate to come in, and Brett Yormark has been that guy. And even if what Yormark is saying there is not entirely accurate, Plank, that Oklahoma and Texas are sticking with this league up to 2025, that's what you say publicly, right? You don't come out and say something negative about Oklahoma or Texas publicly because it just doesn't do anybody any good. Quick break. Now, here, guys, don't start asking me questions about softball and basketball and the Air Comfort Solutions text line. What are we doing? You completely trying to derail this show today? Which, speaking of, before we hit a T.O., Oklahoma Big 12 basketball media days? Yeah. Is that going on right now? Yeah. Women's was yesterday. So I got Ginny Baranchek if you want it. I told you how big of a fan of Ginny Baranchek I am. I would like to hear some uh, Coach JB this morning. I'm, I'm a very big fan. Uh, what's my out of context today? I'll nerd out on that next. You know what? I think that might be my new – you know what? We are doing that. That's my new, that's my new profile pick. That's it. So we're going to nerd out on some numbers next right here on The Ref. This is partially your fault because now I'm just in a meme world. And the the the, <laughs> the picture of LeBron James with his head down followed by Russell Wilson in a Lakers shirt like he's walking down the court Let's as cook, his baby. teammate. Oh, my gosh. All right, so I talked about the numbers real quick for the Big 12. And I know that – it's going to be very interesting to see what this show is like in 2025, right? Do we suddenly just completely ignore all things that are the Big 12, right? And and doesn't become all in SEC all the time, maybe. But for me, I'm always fascinated, right? I, Oklahoma State's I – I know OSU fans listen. Maybe like a hate listen, but that's fine. I appreciate it. I, I, think, we, I think we're fair. Yeah, we probably but, need to be a little bit more antagonistic. I think we're right. too nice on I'm this too, show. Well, and I listen. I, I've always kind of liked Mike Gundy. If we want to get said hate, right? Exactly. I, think, I don't know though. We still get a nice fair share of Oklahoma State and Texas texters that flat out do not like you, you or I. No, it happens. And I'm, listen, man, I got an ex-wife. A lot of people don't like me. So, with that in mind, on the Marshand and Orand podcast. They gave us the latest now that the Big 12 is in that exclusive negotiating window with Fox and ESPN. Here's what they had to say. Found this pretty, pretty fascinating. Wait for it. Sorry. Big 12 wants that to happen. Oh, can... there he goes. There you go. Andrew, before we get to our big get, Pedro Martinez, let's do some quick to Pedro hits Martinez. on the right steals that are up. Big 12, what do you know? I think a deal could happen relatively soon. I think the Big 12 wants that to happen. They can only negotiate with ESPN and Fox. I think the magic number is probably 400 million. Can they get the combination of ESPN and Fox to get the 400 million? And I think they there could be a deal to be done. Uh, I think the sides are apart at the moment, but there's movement. Look, if I'm the Big 12, I might wait, quite honestly, because you go 16 months from now, uh, you can bring in all the other players and negotiate with them. If I'm ESPN 
and to a lesser degree Fox, I'm being a little more aggressive. If I'm them, I want to box out those other. I don't want Amazon to have the chance at this. Let them have the you know go have the Pac-12 uh, and you know let that go into oblivion. Uh, and if 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 I'm the you know and if I'm ESPN, is it going to cost me more in a year and a half than it is now? I would say it's going to cost you more than so. If you pay a little bit more than you really want right now, it probably makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'm going to jump in on that. I disagree with that. And I, and I understand that Andrew Marchand has, has covered media and talks to network people. I don't think that if you're Fox or ESPN, you have to rush or panic or do anything no. for the Big 12 or the Pac-12. Right? Well, what if it's going to be more next year? Bye. I will – Sit here and eat crow in the future, but I don't think Amazon's getting in on either the Big Twelve, no, me neither, or the Pac Twelve. Um, I would, I mean, for each of those two respective leagues' sakes, I, I would like them to. I think there's a world that could exist where an Amazon or an Apple TV or whoever could stream those games and make it a really nice product. I just think you're living in a world where. The Amazons, the Apple TVs, the Netflixes, whoever, whichever streaming companies, Amazon being the, the first name that would come to mind just because, guess what, they're already doing Thursday night football. Plank, they're, it's, it's the rich get richer mindset, right? The SEC and the Big Ten, that's what those folks want. They don't care about the Big 12 and the Pac-12. They want what they know is guaranteed to rate. And what's guaranteed to rate right now is the SEC, the Big Ten, and, oh, by the way, Notre Dame. And I'll add this, and I know that I know that for some people this is white noise, right? Whenever you start getting into TV deals and things of that nature, Amazon Prime has had some really bad NFL games, right? But what did they get to start things out? Chargers Chiefs, man, one of the most anticipated games in the early schedule. The rest of their schedule is not that enticing either, by no. the way. If you're Amazon Prime. And you're doing a deal with a conference like the Big 12 or the Pac-12. You're getting, if they also have a deal with ESPN or Fox, their third best game every week. That's not good. That's not numbers. That's not people that are fine. I'm not jumping to Amazon Prime to watch Stanford versus Cal. I'm not sprinting to Amazon Prime for West Virginia versus BYU. You know, I just I think that's something people need to keep in mind because everyone always like, oh yeah, Amazon probably going to throw so much money at them. Well, yeah, if they're if they're guaranteed to get their best games, I just don't think that's the case. You're not getting their best games. If I'm Amazon Prime, sorry, I, I'm not signing on for a deal with the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big Twelve, anybody, unless I'm guaranteed. At least like once a month or once every several weeks, first pick of the league. I'm not taking the back seat to Fox, to ESPN, to all these different television companies that I'm going to consistently get third pick. No way. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, not gonna happen. Well, we'll give you one great no. I'm 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 Amazon Prime. I'm Apple TV Plus. We're we're not gonna fight for again, and I say this for Farmageddon. Right, we're not gonna find, we're not gonna pay billions. So I completely disagree with Andrew Marshan on that. I don't think if I'm Fox or I'm ESPN, and here's the other thing for both: would it be nice to have some complimentary 
Big 12 or, or Pac-12 games? Sure it would. But you don't need to break the bank for them because you still have the American Athletic Conference and you still have, you know, every other conference out there. You know, you have the ACC. People act like the ACC is trash. I mean, look where, look where they've been this year. Pretty good. So I'm just I'm not in this world where ESPN and or Fox are going to oh we got to get a deal done before I don't think they will at all. Now they might sign it because the Big Twelve realizes and got on the super secret Textoso line. If you follow real economics, not fantasy economics, most of the new money is canceled by inflation. They're giving Big 12 status quo. Exactly. Yeah. Which, frankly, is not all bad for the Big 12 still. Right. But but in that, too, you heard from that report, hey, the goal is $400 million. That's not where that number is right now. Right? If they're hoping that that's the number and they're going to wait for non-broadcast networks, I I don't know if it's coming. All right, listen, I – People get so mad when I nerd out on this, but I love this topic of conversation. So they're probably, I mean, who knows? And this might be even pointless to suggest, but they're probably at the 350 range right now, 350 million. Yeah. And they're trying to, the Big 12, squeeze an extra 50. And then it's also funny how it becomes, you know, in the in the Pac-12 thing, oh, they're hundreds of millions apart. You're basically saying that the goal is 400 million and they're close. Well, how close? Right, because if it's like a twenty-five million dollar miss, that's still a lot of money. But in the, I guess in the instance of TV deals, yeah, that's much different. All right, um, um, like um, we got a break. So when we come back, I love TV conversations. I do too. And there's so many people that are anti it. It's not going to be a topic of conversation on this show probably post twenty twenty five. Unless we get mad and it's like, why doesn't the SEC have a deal with this? We'll take a break. Come back. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Eric Bailey at 1130 right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, it is the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. All right, now there has been some confusion on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right, so let's. In what regard? Let me let me read a couple of them. So OU is staying for another year or two. Why did the Georgia game get canceled? Fair question. Are we leaving in twenty four or twenty five? Fair question. Um, two more years, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. You're off to the SEC. Why did the Georgia game get canceled then? Well, then why would the Tennessee game get canceled? Right, you just. They'll be migrated into an SEC schedule to make it easy. And the reason that they got canceled is because the return dates weren't weren't technically going to get played. They, obviously, they were going to get played, but they weren't going to get played as non-conference games. Sure. So I think the thinking probably between the University of Oklahoma and the SEC was, let's just wipe these non-conference dates out since you're only going to really play one half of it as a non-conference series, mm-hmm. and then you'll just start up whatever would be your your regular scheduled arrangement once you get to the SEC, right? That yeah. way you don't – basically, one school doesn't get an extra home game, right? Yeah. 
Plank, Brett, your mark said that Texas and Oklahoma will be in the league through 2025. Does that mean we don't start SEC play till 26? No, no, no. It's 23 and 24. And then in 25, you're off to the SEC. And that would start football season. Fall of 25. Right. So fall of 25 for football season, softball, baseball. Spring of 25 would be the final year in the Big 12. Right. 26 would be the first year for softball and baseball. I think we get a think bit, we we assume right. <laughs> maybe maybe softball baseball is it in twenty five. I don't know, but my understanding is it all starts not at the turn of the calendar because that's the middle of the basketball season, but it all starts in twenty twenty five with football. Yes, twenty five twenty six academic and right. athletics calendar year. Twenty five with football, then volleyball and soccer, and then twenty six is baseball, softball, softball, basketball. The, the second tournament. half of the basketball season, right. But, yeah, so, so through 25 sounds a little bit confusing. I completely understand because you're like, whoa, wait a minute there. But through the 25 year, right, so technically we can nerd out on this all we want, which has kind of been the MO for the show today, but that football season 25 is – Oh, you playing Michigan at home and then a full the simple SEC way, schedule. The simple way of looking at it is the year in terms of the grant of rights starts in the fall, right. right, and goes to the end of the spring athletics calendar. You've got the rest of this year and then two more. Yep, exactly. Uh, one more quick Air Comfort Solutions text before we grab a break. Today is United Way Day where we're celebrating the United Way. I'm really excited. I think I saw Darren Wilson already rolling around the studio, so – we're going to talk to him coming up next. He's the president president and CEO of the United Way, and Wendy Swadek is going to join us from Crossroads Youth and Family. So I want to try to get out a little bit quicker so we have plenty of time for Darren and Wendy coming up next. But two quick ones. For the 918, OU Texas this year had more TV sets than the rest of the Big 12 combined that weekend. The TV partners will not let them leave. It's not the other teams. And, again, there was that report from Dennis Dodd the other day. Basically Fox saying, hey, we want to be made whole if they're leaving early. If they're leaving early, then – and I I was still kind of confused by the wording of it because they, they have their deal with the Big 12, so would they be going after more money from the Big 12 or would they be going after more money from OU and Texas? I, I don't know. Probably they would want that – exit fee forked on over to them instead of the schools i guess and and i'll add this to it you know you can say you can say it's not the schools there's one school that's acting like they need to go get them out of here and that's oklahoma state texas tech wants to continue playing texas tcu wants to continue playing these are big games for those schools tcu wants oklahoma there Texas tech wants oklahoma there right it's just oklahoma state and to their credit has kind of said, all right, if they're not a part of this, well, Gundy, get them out of here. No one else is really trying to rush them out the door. So when you're like, it's not the schools, no, it's Oklahoma State that's kind of been vocal about it. You know, West Virginia, <laughs> I've seen West Virginia games on TV when they play the other eight members of the Big 12 and then when they play Oklahoma and Texas. It's a different world. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too caught up in the – well, the rest of the schools are ready for them to go and move on. No, no, they'll they'll take as much as they can over these last two years. Will there be 
any Big 12 members that leave the league between now and then. And I'm namely looking at Kansas for the Big Ten. Well, and that was – listen, I didn't – I spared you the entire debate between uh, Andrew Marshan and John Oran because kind of their – their point was, listen, you want to get this deal done now. So you can lock gonna... in those schools. Exactly. But I also, I mean, that's been one of the big points of no one's coming after. We're not going to lose anyone to expansion. It's like, well, suddenly if Kansas shows an upward trajectory in football like they have, suddenly the Big Ten might think, as a basketball conference with pretty strong volleyball ties too, Kansas is very enticing. And you don't think they would jump in a heartbeat to the Big Ten? Oh, they're gone tomorrow. But it's a great question. Kansas, Oklahoma State, I mean, none of those schools would gamble. They would all sign the new grant of rides. Right. Absolutely. Right? I mean, like there's no world where Kansas says, well, we'll try an independent for a year. Let me pose this real quick. Dang it, bring this up. If you're the Big Ten and you're thinking about what you're – what are we at, 16 now for the Big Ten once they get USC and UCLA, right? And everyone's like, well, they need to expand out west, have a partner for USC and UCLA. Why? What's so enticing about Oregon and Washington as opposed to say, all right, you do want a team out west, let's go ahead and get Oregon, but maybe Kansas might be a wee bit more enticing than Washington. You know, I just – you know what you're getting basketball-wise. I think Kansas would be more enticing for the Big Ten than any of those teams mentioned in the West Coast. Well, the only, the only argument is football ratings. That, that's it. That's, that's the only more, uh, argument you can make. The Kansas City market versus Seattle, I mean, it's, uh, what, Seattle's a little bit better? Mm-hmm. But you get Kansas City and St. Louis, hypothetically, you get Wichita. With Kansas, which, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and act like Wichita's this massive market, but you're technically, you're not just getting Kansas City, right? You're getting, you're getting Kansas City and you're getting Wichita and you're getting St. Louis. So you, you kind of add all of that up versus Seattle and, yeah. you know, is that worth justifying? And if Kansas is any kind of good at football and there's momentum with Leipold, then, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's a conversation. By the way, the uh, the numbers that the previous texter was talking about, I, Joe Batner tweeted this a couple weeks ago. Well, let's see, what is today? Today, the 19th, eight days ago, Joe tweeted this. Big 12 football TV ratings from week six. Oklahoma, Texas, 3.4 million, which is ridiculously down for that game. Yeah. Texas Tech at OSU, 1.6 mil. TCU at Kansas, 1.3 mil. Kansas State, Iowa State, 373,000. So bad for Farmageddon. Yeah. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, Darren Wilson joins us, the man, the myth, the legend with United Way, and we'll talk about uh, some of the great opportunities they provide, some of the great services they provide next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Uh, it is United Way Day, so that means, first of all, the boss man is here, the CEO and president of the United Way, Darren Wilson. Good morning, Darren. How are you? Awesome, awesome, Plank. How are you? You're injured, though. We'll have to... Another time, right? Another time. Another time. Another time. <laughs> yeah. Josh, it involves horses. You know my favorite topic. Which, <laughs> yeah, we'll I figure nobody in the last uh, several weeks, month has asked, "Hey, what happened?" <laughs> I, I have yet to tell the story. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, at least on the air. So we'll wait right. for that. Wendy Swadek is with us too. She's with Crossroads Youth and Family. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, uh, Darren, let's start with you. Kind of take me through how the United Way discovered Crossroads and and what you guys have been doing to help them out. Sure. Yeah. No, we uh, Crossroads joined uh, our partner agency group about three years ago, I believe, and uh, uh, just applied for funding and. Uh, the work that they do, uh, especially with their youth shelter, uh, really, you know, meets the needs of, of our community and, and fit within our partner agency group uh, really well because we, we did not have an agency uh, that was providing uh, a shelter specifically for youth. And uh, the work that Wendy and her team does at Crossroads uh, is is really amazing, and I'm excited for her to share a little bit more about that. Yeah, and, and Wendy, we're pumped to have you in studio today. Thank you so much for coming in. Tell me a little bit about what Crossroads Youth and Family is all about. So people are kind of surprised to hear that Crossroads is going into their 53rd year here in Norman of providing these services to kids. Um, a lot of people really didn't know we were around. So we did start as youth services. We're an emergency youth shelter on Tecumseh Road. We're an eight-bed shelter, and then we also do counseling services for families. Um, and then we also do Head Start, Early Head Start throughout the state. We serve about 1,000 kids in our Head Start program, and we employ about 275 staff. So we're quite large, but um, our youth shelter uh, is one of our things we're really passionate about in our agency. Primarily, we serve kids ages 5 to 17 that are in custody with DHS. I say custody. That's not a really great word to use. They've been <laughs> taken into DHS custody. Um, for some, you know, needs out of their control, some issues in the home, and they're, they're awaiting placement. So um, we, after becoming a United Way partner, we've been able to just do amazing things over there. Not only has United Way helped with letting our kids go on outings and helping to fund that, but through United Way, we met Ideal Homes, which partnered with us, along with uh, Norman North and Cleveland County, uh, to really renovate our shelter just recently. It's a whole new environment. It's bright. It's light. It's a home, and that's what we want it to be. That's where our kids are when they're with us. It, we hate to call it a shelter because at the end of the day, it's really their home. What uh, what drew you to them? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I was on the board at Crossroads for eight years before I became the executive director, and I was always really passionate about the kids at the shelter because they don't have a lot of people that are passionate for them. They don't have a lot of people fighting for them, and they don't have a lot of people going to bat. And, um, and that's when I met the kids and got to know them. And I have two teenagers myself. Mm. Um, I just felt passionate about, you know, being their advocate, being their safe spot. And so that's what we really try to do in our shelter is when they come to us, we want them to know they're safe and they're at home. I mean, they're at home. They play video games. They get in fights. They <laughs> argue about what's for dinner. And I want white bread. Why do we always have to eat wheat bread? I mean, all the same things that you encounter. And so um, I, I just wanted to be that home for them. And so that's what we do. We come to work every day and we provide that safe place and the staff that serves them and, you know, has served them through COVID when everybody else was at home. And mm -hmm. they were there working with those kids day in and day out and doing the job. And it's a hard job. And um, but we're all just passionate about those kids and we want them to find a safe space and we want them to find a forever home, too. And, and Darren, this is part of what the United Way does is helping out people like Wendy and, and Crossroads Youth and Family. Yeah, Crossroads is one of our 26 uh, partner agencies. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Just uh, last week, we had Leadership Norman uh, group go through and tour Crossroads facility. I was able to, to be there that day and, and take them through. And uh, it is their home. And, and what Wendy is saying is 
so so important. Uh, when we walked in, they were they were in school, uh, and they have a room there where uh, the the kids that are are staying there during that period of time, uh, they were in school. Uh, but but a door opened uh, to our left, and and a kid probably maybe seven years old, you know, stuck his stuck his head out to see what all the commotion was, and uh, and Wendy said he was having a sick day, and and so he was in his room and and not in the classroom. But I'm telling you, there's. Uh, we're the only industry, all of us, all 26 of us would love to put ourselves out of business. Uh, we would. We are the only industry that really works so hard to meet the needs and would love to not see uh, people in those situations uh, where they're hurting. Um, but I will tell you, it's my job, and, and I take it so serious, uh, that if we have to have these programs, uh, then I want to make sure that they are funded the absolute best that they can be. And we need our community uh, to rally around us so that we can make sure that the kids at Crossroads are are taken care of. You know, um, we've talked a lot about United Way, Norman. I got about 30 seconds left. Wendy, what's what's the best way we can do to help you guys out too over at CRC? Well, I would just say the same. I would echo what Darren said that, you know, we just need the community to know we're there. There's volunteer opportunities. You can contact our agency. But um, I want you to know those kids are there. I want you to wish them well, and I want you to know that when you do give back to them and you give to our facility, they know it, they feel it, and they feel that love when you're painting and when you're coming over and, and picking weeds. They feel all of it. So um, go to our website, find ways. There's all ways to plug in. Appreciate you both coming in. So you go from uh, mom of two teenagers to mom over a bunch of kids, too, during the day. I know. That's I know. awesome. I know I get teenagers all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living the dream. <laughs> Wendy, Darren, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you here on United Way Day on the Ref. We'll take a time out. When we come back, top five stories of the day right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.